Have you ever seen 12 people who spend all their time together on their phones all at the same time? That is what backstage is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry, and in this 47th episode, I'm here with Brendan Kennedy. Though the podcast, we discuss tour managing, his origin story, keeping up with bands on the road, touring tips and tricks, handling different roles, and much, much more. We also play the Dreamfest game. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everybody that works in it, lives it, loves it, and surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're someone that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded, and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I have the immense pleasure of welcoming Brendan Kennedy to the podcast. He is a tour manager slash front of house. Uh, based in the GTA, apparently, to your LinkedIn. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, and has uh, uh, had the pleasure of working with artists such as uh, The Glorious Sons, Valley, J.J. Wild, Our Lady Peace, July Talk, Born Reference, The Elwins, and many, many more over uh, his career. Um, I've had the pleasure of witnessing his work many times, and uh, for many of my friends, one of the best in the industry at oh, uh, what you. he does. Um, so I'm stoked to be hanging with him today. And he said, even before I press record, talk and shop, just like uh, on the bus at the end of the night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, all, cr- all of us crew people, it's what we tend to just, you know, get done a long day of work. And then yeah. the first thing is you crack a drink or eat some after show pizza and you just end up talking about everything you just did or about <laughs> yeah. to do again. Yeah, exactly. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm, uh, I'm glad to have you on the pod. Yeah, man. It's good to be here. You texted me. You're like, when, uh, when, when am I going to be on this yeah. podcast? And I was like, okay, well, do you want to do it in the next couple of weeks? And I was said, like, yes. yeah, I got a day off. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, let's start the podcast. How we always start the podcast. Um, your favorite live show as a fan, like as an experience as a fan, like what's your, if you have one or maybe a couple. Yeah. I mean, for different, I think different shows for different reasons. Yeah. Um, it's all, I mean, I love seeing like a big production in an arena or stadium or something. So gotten to see some good ones with that. Uh, like seeing like a band like Green Day just play for like three hours live with a yeah. sweet production is awesome. But like last night went and saw some friends at a show at the Danforth and they, brought in a, a decent amount of stuff for the Danforth and that's awesome too like a sweaty club and, yeah yeah you yeah know, making that you know, that, was, that was super fun too so you know even just going to a show at the horseshoe and seeing a good yes, band play yeah, is, yeah. is great too like totally. I think appreciating the different sizes and just seeing a good band play some good tunes is, yeah. or a good artist whoever right so yeah, yeah. cool um Second one, we've, we've asked it over the past couple weeks uh, with some of the guests on the pod, but uh, a new one that I really like, uh, is there a project or a tour in your case that you've contributed to so far that would best represent your work? Yeah, I think the last, like the Valley headliner we did this spring. Yeah. I think that does, because it was so much work that went into it that I hadn't really done before, especially with them. Yeah. Uh, just planning and, you know, I was very involved with, uh, like a lot of the, you know, I was uh, not that I, it was my ideas or anything, but I was on every zoom call for every sure. piece of the stage, every yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. part, part of production. So, and you know, tour managing all the logistics and stuff. So that w- one was really rewarding because it was like their 
first time doing a tour of that scale yeah. and and like I know how much it meant to them to do it to the level that they wanted to do it at so I think knowing them as long as I have and it, it meant a lot to all of us that we were all so involved with it which which is good it felt really good yeah, yeah. But were you brought on as as a production manager as well or was it just like I think just in the natural growth of the band it's like I was a tour manager and front of house yeah so, and we didn't really have a quote-unquote production manager yeah, yeah, so totally. I, I just handled most of that between john their ld and myself we kind of knocked it out with like all the ideas and the band themselves of course they're very yeah, involved yeah. so totally yeah fantastic yeah that's um, a good one i uh the, the next where we go to next is like a m more music business stuff yeah uh industry stuff shop yeah um we call it industry lunch yeah like <laughs> we call like it's when we start in a hotel or on the bus or whatever it's like industry lunch <laughs> so Fantastic. i'm here for it industry lunch it, it, it is it is almost dinner time so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm already getting hungry but um here we, we take a look at erica badu's quote here it's Music and music business are two different things. Um, now, in your case, I'm going to ask you more about the, the live part of it. Yeah. But when you hear that, what do you, what, what do you, what, what are the first things that you sort of think about? Uh, I mean, like, it's a great question and quote. I yeah. was trying to wrap my head around this one. Um, I mean, I guess for me, it's like the music part is the art part of it, obviously. Like yeah. writing, playing songs. That's like the art part where you get to be creative. And then the business part is like getting it from where you make it or do it and get it to where you want to be. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, playing in front of 10 people or playing in front of thousands, it's like that's where the business takes over. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a cookie cutter answer. But no, no, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, like, I try to keep it simple. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't had that, like that, that many like crew people on. Yeah. Like, quote unquote crew yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I think for me, the, the most interesting part is like, where is there a dif differentiation? Do you see the art part that you're saying? Oh, yeah, or is absolutely. it, how do you divide that art versus music business? And what would technically be music business in your day to day? Would you say? Um, I guess the music business side of it is like for tour managing, I guess would be, you know, getting the routing, getting you know, contacts to start advancing. Yeah. All, all that stuff is the business side of it. And then the artist part of it is the music part of it. Like right. That, yeah, that's yeah. my goal of a TMPM front house, whatever the role is. It's like they get to do the music part of it and I'll take, and myself and others will take care of the business side of it. Like totally. they shouldn't have to worry about it. Although this, in this day and age, that's very difficult. Yeah. But yeah. On the art side of things, do you do you feel like a responsibility when you're at front at, at front house? Like, yeah, in totally. regards to like, okay, I'm hearing what everybody else is hearing, and they paid for, yeah, basically, my, I, I, the work that I'm putting in. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a part of it for sure. I I like yeah. to you know, I my goal is to make it sound as much like the record as possible of what okay. their vision was with the record, but also make it sound like a giant show so yeah, 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 you know yeah. what i mean like it's it's a hard line to walk sometimes but using effects and you know making drum the drums might sound that big in a record on a record in a song but like when you're in a giant room you yeah. want you want to feel that kick drum and you want to hear that snare drum really like hitting you hard yeah, or yeah, the yeah. vocal or whatever so yeah I think front of house is probably the most between like lighting and front of house as far as like crew jobs. I think it's like 
those are the places you get to be pretty artsy with it. And yeah, yeah. I let that part of my brain work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, here I'm going with. Where do you think the industry is going in regards to like your day to day? Do you f- do you feel like there are developments there? Uh, do you see any big changes coming coming in that could affect sort of your role as a TM? Um, yeah, I mean, I think with that side of it, there's obviously going to be developments with apps and stuff yeah, like that yeah, that yeah. make your job easier. Um, but as far as the like core of it, I don't think so too much. I think it's same old, same. Like it hasn't changed too much in the ten years I've been doing it. So yeah, I, yeah. I can't see it changing too much from a tour manager side. I mean, mixing side, it changes all the time. You know, different okay. technology, different consoles coming out, different you know plugins, whatever it may be. So totally. different being able to use certain plugins on different desks. You know, it's all it's constantly changing. But from the TM side, I don't really see, like other than just new technologies making things easier. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. really see anything like that's going to really change the game on on that side of it. Yeah, have you seen like some big t- apps or tools like lately that you're like you're really no, interested I just by? Stick, I just stick to good old Master Tour. <laughs> master yeah, Tour, yeah, that's the one that I use. I mean, I've seen other apps come out and yeah. you know, uh, like you know, managers are like, "Hey, try this one." Totally for whatever reason, and I still just end up going back to Master Tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it well. I've used it for a long time. So, totally. and it seems to be the constant of what. People in band, especially experienced bands, like it because they've now you know learned one tool. It's exactly, so. yeah. There are other good ones though. I've seen other good ones, but totally. that's what I've been using. Shout out, send Shout me a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, working mainly in the live sector, and, and again, uh, one of the first uh, first of many crew people to have on on here. I wanted to touch on specifically the pandemic. Yeah. Um, pre and post pandemic of course now myself being more on the crew side yeah. over the last year with eights and stuff welcome to the team yeah yeah thank you um how have you experienced the the pandemic and what are the major differences that you've seen in regards to pre-pandemic and now I now post pandemic yeah i, I mean hope. the major <laughs> one is everything's just more expensive sure like that that's the thing that i've noticed the most and that's across life that's not just you know, touring yeah, yeah. specific, but I think that, you know, and ever, and since, you know, things have opened back up that everyone just went on tour right away. So like the, it's so competitive to find a bus or find a truck or yeah. anything like that. So those companies have been able to charge more money, which is totally fine. It's just, it's being competitive, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's the main thing I think. But like, also I think everyone from a personal stand of it, I think everyone is just more excited more often about doing things i like from an artist perspective i think ever and crew side like i think everyone knows now what it's like to not be able to work or not be able to play and yeah yeah, yeah. and generally i think that it feels better to do it because you now know what that feels like um yeah obviously it was hard for a lot of people so it's good to be back for sure Yeah. yeah What about that industry turnover? You, we, I, I hear a lot about, um, yeah, that's and just, a big one. just like see a lot about, um, or see people rather sort of like retiring from the industry. Yeah, that happened um, a lot for sure. And I think it's like good and bad in some ways because you now, now have all like these people that are somewhat experienced that are getting opportunity, which is great. Yeah. Um, but then there's nobody to fill the role of like new, new artists that need that, you know, 
front of house person or merch person or whoever, but because they have now jumped up because older people have left or whatever. Totally. So it's like there's now this hole that like people need to start like getting work. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's been a challenge for art like a friends artists and stuff like even just a friend playing again like horseshoe and need a front of house person. I'm like everyone I know is on tour. Yeah. I yeah, don't know yeah. who to tell you totally. like, to reference to you. So yeah. So people the, for the people listening, I mean it there are uh there are roles and needs in yes. the industry. Um yeah. Especially on the live side, Definitely. so get your get your get your boots on or whatever. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, now going to the origin story here. Yeah. Um, please tell me about about sort of where you grew up um, first. Yeah. So I grew up in Brockville, Ontario, which is in between Kingston and Ottawa, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, like an hour from each. Um, I grew up playing in. Like a, I started playing guitar when I was in like grade school. Got kick. I was in the lessons with my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he practiced, and I didn't. So the teacher was like, "I can't teach two things at once." And so I basically, I didn't get like kicked out of guitar lessons. But it was basically my parents were like, "We're not sending you to two different time slots." <laughs> and I, around that time too, I, I I didn't really have that much interest in it. And I was getting into like music class in school. It was probably like around grade five or six. And yeah, I want to be play drums so I started playing drums and my parents are big music people like he like my dad has a massive record collection like I was they've been taking me to shows since I was a kid so they're like yeah play drums and I started playing drums and then you know started bands and did the whole high school band thing and then our band like I was always the you know the tour manager booking agent etc cetera, etc cetera, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of my of my own bands like I took it really seriously from a very young age probably to my bandmates like weren't always like hey we just want to be teenagers and I'm just like <laughs> yeah. band 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 yeah um and yeah so just did that for a while and we did some you know some small touring up and down the 401 kind of thing playing shows yeah met a lot of people along the way and then you know I started doing I was always a guy with the PA too, like so I would have like <laughs> in my parents' basement. So I kind of knew and a little the drums. bit of it. And the drums, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. You know how it is yeah. as a drummer. Like <laughs> yeah. the drummer's parents' house is always where you <laughs> yeah. practice. Oh yeah, they're the only one who want to put wants to, or will put up with the noise of it all. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just like took it really seriously all the time. And then I went to school in Oshawa, Durham College for music business. Yep. Took the music business program there. Um, and I really started getting into doing sound then because uh, tour managing was something I always wanted to do from like my early teen years of just going to shows. And it was the thing that I thought I could be good at in music. And then I was like, Oh, I live in Canada. A lot of tour managers also do sound. I should probably learn how to do that. So at the program, there's a class where it's like a mini music industry on campus. So there's like a record label, photographers, merch company, but whatever. Yeah. There's a live sound division. So I got in that and I just worked everything. Open mics, battle of the bands, whatever. I'd just be like, there's an event. I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. And then shortly after I graduated that program, my band, we decided to call it a day. And so I made the move to Toronto and uh, through my connections of just like playing at bars and stuff i knew some people and uh got a job working at sneaky d's and hard luck yeah doing sound like pretty quickly of moving to toronto which uh and then i just worked every like a lot of shows and just like you know i wasn't that experienced but yeah, they, yeah the yeah. guy who like the head technician ryan at the time was like you're hungry you want to do this 
okay, here's here's the schedule. You know, I worked a lot of DJ nights to start, which was just like easy, you know, left right out of a yeah. DJ thing, <laughs> yeah, turn yeah. the PA on, and then kind of wait till the end of the night, clean up or whatever. But you know, and what and in that time, I would just like well, the DJs were playing. I'm just like go on my computer and research stuff about sand and just use that time to really try and get ahead. And then I didn't work there that long. And a, a band member of the Flatliners who are an awesome punk rock Toronto band, he was, he would work there in his time off away from tour and was like, Hey, we need a guy. You want to come on tour? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So I started touring pretty quick. And then because they're an awesome band and really well respected across Canada, it just kind of grew from there. And the resume just, started stacking up. I was just started touring and one thing led to another. And then, yeah, now we're like 10 years later and, it's, <laughs> yeah. and I'm doing it still. So it's, yeah, Fantastic. yeah, it's good. Going back to, uh, to the beginning. Um, because again, li- thinking about the listener that, yeah, that, that yeah. might be in high school or might be in college and being like, okay, why, I guess, why would TM be, um, a role for me. And and I just wanted to touch on something that you yeah. said in regards to, I knew that TMing, I would be good at TMing. Um, was it, was that, it was something just like, Oh, you're a person, a personality I thing, so. like yeah. a, a type vibe where it was like, nobody else wants to do this or I'm just like good with communication. Yeah. Emailing, I think when I was younger, it was a control thing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally but, uh, I no, not totally. I honestly just thought it was something that like, Doing it for my own band, I, I it's just something that I thought, hey, I I'm org- I'm an organized person, and I really care about this. Like yeah, I really yeah, yeah. care about music and and doing it. I'm not necessarily a great musician, so it's like I know that I can I I, I can do all the like all these things, like all these tasks that need to be done. I'm the guy to do them. Yeah, and like it's funny. I just gear or anything in general. I always joke that like. Grew up in Brockville, not a lot going on. I would like set up and take down and like organize our gear for fun. Like (laughs) I would just do it for fun. Like, and I think that that says a lot about like what I wanted to do in this business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and like that's you know, I just I always always pretty like detail oriented too with like shows that we would do. Like promoters would write me back and be like, "You're playing in front of like." 15 people like <laughs> yeah these are not details that you need yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, okay yeah, fair enough yeah. how many security that we need yeah, that night yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. fantastic i i wanted to uh, now move on to the the tour manager part of the um of the pod yeah uh, and, and you mentioned this question early on before we pr- i press record again you said you're like oh i really like that party question where well, this is it now here. Yeah. When you go to a party or an outing and somebody asks you what you do, um, what do you what do you tell them? Um, I, I well, I do say like, oh, I tour manage and do sound for bands because right. if you go into like, um, I do audio, then it just opens so many questions. <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like I do sound for bands and I tour manage, and they're like, oh, what is tour managing? I'm like, uh, like I just basically, I'm like. I don't know. I look after all the logistics, so hotels and flights and just make sure everything's good. Just, you know, I'm like the manager at a store, but the store is a band. So like <laughs> I'm taking doing accounting, um, you know, yeah. and it's a moving it's a traveling thing, so you have to be, you know, like always evolving and moving pieces and stuff. Yeah. Like I 
I simplify it a lot more. It's like, I always think of like my parents' friends who ask yes, me this. Yes, so it's yeah. like, like I've even gotten down to like, you know, when you go to a concert and there's this like big spaceship looking thing with all the dials. Yeah. I do that. And it makes the show sound the way it does. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, but no, yeah, it's usually just, yeah, I just look after the band pretty much. Make yeah, sure yeah. everything's good. Totally. Yeah. And for for the people that are maybe listening and be like, okay, well, what's the difference between a manager and a tour manager? What would you say to that? I take care of things on tour. They take care of things at home and more business oriented. So like albums and, you know, well, streaming and and getting the tour off the ground once the tour is off the like off the ground and actually on the road then i take over in partnership with them like i mean i'm yeah. still working a lot every day talking to management about you know like just making sure we're on track budget wise or yeah. making sure you know like certain logistics that have to be taken care of whether it's you know radio team passing on you know radio schedule or radio visit schedules to management passing it on to me me making sure it works with our daily schedule like that is you know, I'm working in tandem with management is how, I, yeah, how yeah. I see it. I'm just the boots on the ground. Totally. Yeah. And uh, so now going f- through this role here with the Flatliners being your first like on tour job. Yeah. When did that, when did the TM sort of role come back into your life? Because you did, you did a little bit of that. I just did sound for the flats. I mean, I have TM them now since, but right. uh, that that was just doing sound. But the, I started like very shortly after that. It was actually with the Glorious Sons. Okay. I uh, got hired on to do some stuff with them, and I started tour managing them. And yeah, that was that was like it was pretty quick. Like it was maybe a year after I started touring, maybe a year and a half. Wow. So yeah, jumped. And then I stopped tour managing for like four years and now I'm back doing it again. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. okay. And do you yeah. like that? I do Is like it. it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I learned a lot from other tour managers I've worked with and, yeah. and I'm older now. So it's like a lot easier to, you know, have sometimes hard conversations or, you know, totally. it's just, I'm just more comfortable in my own skin that I can have, the conversations that sometimes the tour manager needs to have and and not feel like i'm making someone mad or and i've figured out a way to approach it better than you know yeah, so yeah, like yeah. being younger and just being a little more like angry or whatever i might yeah, be yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like it so yeah i i feel like i appreciate tour managers and tour managing a lot more now than i did even like five years ago when I was like ready to never tour manage again. But yeah, now, yeah. now I actually enjoy it. I'm having a really good time. I'm on a tour right now where I'm just tour managing and I've never done a tour where I'm just tour managing. I've done like one-offs for filling in for friends and stuff, but I'm on my first tour, just tour managing ever. I've always done front of house. Yeah. MTM, yeah, yeah. So what are the biggest differences for you there? I just have more time to yeah. do, to be more detail oriented. I'm not worrying about production at all. We have a great production manager on tour with us too. So like, yeah. I'm just worrying about, you know, the tours needs from a logistics standpoint and the band's needs from a, like what they need to put on a good show standpoint. So yeah. it's just, I'm not splitting my brain and not like having to worry about mixing a really good show and all this stuff. I'm, I can now just worry about all the, logistics and everything that needs to go into making sure the the day runs smooth yeah totally you 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 also spoke to sort of now being ready more i guess more ready to take on touring tour managing yeah rather roles um are there some things you remember early on 
um, some, oh, yeah. some, some like, uh, maybe some, some stories that you can maybe recount and not spill any, uh, yeah. NDA things <laughs> no, or I, whatever you're comfortable with. I've, I, maybe I've signed an NDA once. I don't remember. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I think that most of the stuff that like I learned from were little things that just added up over time. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't think it's anything I ever maybe even realized in the moment I wasn't doing correctly. And I'm sure there's still things that I'm not doing correctly every day, <laughs> but like, it's, you know, I think over time you just like learn from other people, you learn yourself, you talk to other people you're on tour with. And I, I, I think it's just the little things of what, that people appreciate, whether it's communication or like yeah. more communication, less communication, what like whatever it is, you know, you just have to be open and honest with the band and the crew you're working with and just like take the little things and make it better. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's like the main thing. I don't, I can't think of anything that I'd spend like such a disaster to revenging, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is good, which is good. Great. But, yeah. It's great. But like, I think there's little things along, along the way that you learn from, like even when, you know, when I did this Asia tour this summer that I'd never have done before. And I show up and like a crew member's flight, it was like the booking was there, but there was no ticket issued. So I was like, you know, having to figure that out while it's the middle of the night here and the middle of the day there. Yeah. It's like those little things that you just have to do to figure out. And like, you know, that wasn't anybody their mistake or, you know, whatever, but like we have to take care of it. We have to get from A yeah. to B and it's gotta be done and it's he, your responsibility. It's my responsibility, <laughs> yeah. and that's okay. That's yeah, yeah. the job I sign up for. But yeah. like, it's you know, the, it's just little things that you learn along the way, where you're like, oh no, this is happening. Now yeah. I have to fix it. Or you know, this tour we started, our bus got an accident. Our driver's okay. He's great. Um, and we were without a bus for like the first week of the tour. So it's like, yes, yeah. how do I planes, trains, and automobiles us around here? Totally. And like, you know, we figured it out and it worked out. And thankful for our support band to help us out and you know everyone was like really and shout out to the band for also like being cool with getting on a ferry and then getting picked up in a van you know yeah, like yeah, it yeah. just uh, like out of there puts them out of their comfort zone so yep. it's you want to you know you got to make you got to make those things happen and it's just your job to figure it out and you do it yeah fantastic um y- are there things that you you remember other people telling you like even mentors or other tour managers while you were doing front of house that you sort of apply to this day or remember when you're in the office you're like oh well I remember so and so said this and it's getting applied now are there things that you always sort of oh remember yeah like it's that? Sa- same thing as like the mistake thing it's the same thing as like little things along yeah. the way that I've picked up uh from different tour managers I've toured with in it like a supporting role whether it's like on the sub- TM for the support band and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah it's just like little the little things even as simple as, you know, like stickies for shows, like guest stickies, I was writing them out by hand every day. <laughs> and then I, and then I remember someone telling me like, oh, I usually just like print mine off. I made like a template with like the city and the date and I just printed off through my printer. And I was, and like the other day, halfway through a tour, thought about that. And I was like, I'm going to spend like five minutes figuring this out. And now I'm just like, oh my God, my life is so much easier. I just <laughs> yeah. put the stickies in the printer and away they go. And I, my hand doesn't hurt. Yes. So it's like, it's, you know, little things like that. Yeah. And you also mentioned uh, earlier, you were saying that there's some people that like, a lot of communication yeah. and there are some bands or some managers even that like yeah. the most, the most limited amount of communication. Yeah. It's best. Um, are there, are there things like that that you encounter a lot? Yeah. Um, and how do you manage that? 
I, I think it's such a fine line. It's like, yeah. do you want to tell, like, if so, it, especially if like something's going wrong, like if there's a technical difficulty before the show, yeah, it's it's like you need to walk the line of, hey, who do I tell about this, or like, what do I have to talk about with this of like to get this thing moving if we're holding the show i don't want to stress the band out that the show's not yeah. gonna go well sure it's like to get something fixed or you know you gotta it's just again experience of finding the right way to say things and the right in the right time to do it it's like i i was given really good advice of like don't never like panic around the band like if you want to go over like stage left in like behind a curtain and like put your hands in your face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like around the band, just, everything's fine. Yeah and, yeah, and I know bands probably don't want to hear that, but like, <laughs> it's uh, you know, you, I mean, in my experience, like ninety nine point nine of the time, it gets figured out to the point where the show is going to happen, as if it, nobody ever knew anything happened. So, exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the fine. It is a fine line of like, who do I tell about this? When do I tell them about it? when is it going to affect like the next thing we have to do? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but again, that comes with so much, that comes with experience of just running into these things that you just have to roll with. Totally. At the end of the day, the show's going to happen. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I remind myself of all the time too. It's like the show will happen. It will happen. It's going to be great. It'll be, you know, and I, you try to think of back when you played in show like shows or, you know, in front of like five people and you're like, it happened. And the same, now that thousands of people are here, it will also happen. So yeah. you have to just remind yourself of that. I think. Fantastic. Are the things that you thought that you knew before going into the industry, um, that turns out it's, it wasn't at all like that. Oh, every day. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- there, I'm trying to think like, I think one thing is is that everybody is so like organized all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one yes, thing that I yeah, thought. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's like, oh, this thing is a machine that just moves along so easily and well. Like nobody talks about any. It's just here's A, B, and C. Go do it. But it's like no. You, like there's so many conversations that happen. There's so yeah. many people involved. Like I, I never, you know, especially working with like major labels where it's like. There's doing like an album release party. There's so many moving parts to, to that that I never thought I would just be like, oh, it's like putting a show in a room. It's like no, there's you know, there's just so many little things you wouldn't have never thought that needed to be discussed that do, but you just didn't think about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there still that still things that you come across? And I mean, we're we're always learning. Yeah. Um, and especially as a TM, every day is sort of different. Yeah. Um. Are there are there things that that sort of come across your your desk every single day that's always different? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Like you know, it, it, every day is a thing. Like yep. whether someone in the band's feeling a little sick, you need to send the runner out for this, or if yeah, someone yeah. you know has a bunch of family coming and maybe they're a little older, you need to set up a spot like where they can sit down and watch the show, or like you know, it's just so many things that just hey, can we do this? Yeah, we can do this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, I, it's, there's, every day is, it's, it's, touring is a funny thing like that. It's the same day. <laughs> yeah. But different every day at the, at the same <laughs> time. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're doing the exact same thing you did yesterday, but in a new place with 
new things and new people like or the same people and new people yeah yeah yeah. so that that brings challenges to to its own too like something you do every day like a security meeting or something you'll you might do it in front of the supervisors in front of four people or you might do it in front of the whole team where there's like 40 people or something at so it's just like little little things every day that keep you on your toes to to do it but yeah are there certain like I want to say personality traits that are um, advantageous in your position. I'm thinking of like now you're saying like working with people is is, is, yeah. is one of the oh, things yeah. that it, it, like touring is almost the same every day, but the people are different. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to ask about how important your people skills are because it's it's different people every day. Yeah, they're very important. And I think that goes back to what I said earlier. Like when I was younger, I don't think my people skills were like as good as I hope they are now. (laughs) Um, But I I think it just comes with time. Like, I think that that's very important. I mean, you're dealing with all, all kinds of people, whether it's the promoter, promoter rep, runners, security, venue staff. Yeah. Whoever might be. So you, you have to be, but you also have to be able to like be efficient with time and speaking to people and not come off as, a jerk like yeah, yeah i think yeah. that's such like a balance that a lot of a lot of tour managers can face sometimes of like being efficient there's a difference between being efficient and then saying th- something that might come off like rude and like i try to do my best with that but you know and, and like i think that that's the that's a job though like being being able to you're the middle person between the band and the sh- and the show right yeah, yeah so yeah. you got to get the things that they need to be successful and you, but you also need to like ride the line to make sure the show's a success for yes. promoter stuff. Right. Yes. So yeah. you're like representing the band, but at the same time you got to <sighs> make the show happen exactly. and you got to like ride yeah. that sort of thing. Um, last sort of question in this topic. Yeah. Um, and it's very general tips for people who are trying to get into the, specifically the TM role. Yeah. Um, I think just finding like, I think just saying, you know, get get started with your friends. Like, that's, mm, yeah. all, like, you know, I think it goes back to any position in this business. It's like, you know, get out there if your friends are doing, like, a small t- run or something and just, you know, ask to help with advancing or if they know how to do it, show you how to do it. Or get in on tour with another role and, you know, if you want to sell t-shirts, if you think you're good at that, go do that and ask the TM questions and hang out and, hey, is there anything I can help with? Or, you know, is how do you do this? And just learning, getting in the business one way or another, whether you're, whether you're in a band or whatever and it's something you want to get into, it's just ask people who do it the right questions and, like, and, and also get in there and do it. Like, that's what I did. I just got yeah, it yeah, and yeah. just was like, this is something I want to do. I'm going to learn how I'm going to make mistakes along the way, but I'll learn how to do it and, you know, be a good person to be around hopefully and be a good hang. Cause as everybody knows, yes. hang is like <laughs> hang, the hang is most of it. You know, no one likes sleeping on a bus or traveling nine hours a day in a van with someone who's not a good hang. So it's, you know, that's, that's it really. Like it's not crazy. It's just, you got to find the right band, the right time and jump in and do it and learn as you go and, and be organized and be detail oriented and be good with logistics and, and all that kind of stuff. 
And we're back, everybody. It's the 47th episode of the Cloud Machine Podcast. I'm here with Brendan Kennedy. Um, in the new 8th space that we haven't necessarily talked about online or anything yet, but it's coming in the new year, um, this new sort of pre-production space for rehearsals and um, producing. And uh, stoked to talk about it. Um, anyway, we're back to talking about touring, tour managing specifically, and uh, front of house stuff as well. Yeah. So. Um, the next question here in the touring segment uh, is, uh, how do you go about preparing for a tour? It's a very general question. Um, for In your position, are there key elements to consider? Uh, what are some of the things that like, come to mind when I say preparing for yeah. a tour? So, I mean, obviously, every di- tour is different. Every yeah. act I work with is different. Um, but preparing for a tour starts pretty well in advance. Like, uh, right now, you know, I'm... I know of a tour that I'm doing next fall in across North America. So that's, you know, get already starting early next year. Yeah. I'll be getting bus quotes. I'll be, you know, getting preliminary con like production conversations started with the people that need to have them. Yeah. Getting quotes for all the production aspects of the tour. Um, and then just kind of rolling from there. Like once we get closer up to the tour, once everything's booked, all the productions booked, all the rehearsal time is booked, you know, everything is like leading up to the tour. Like we're talking like a month out here. I'll start putting together like my advance packet. So that's what I send out to promoters or uh, venues to say, Hey, we're coming to your venue on this day with this package. So it includes, you know, my run of show schedule that is ideal for me. Any, like, all the production info, so, like, what console we're carrying, what lighting we're carrying, what our power needs are, what uh, what we need for risers, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's, like, a, questions for them. Where's our parking? Do you have shore parking for the bus or shore power for the bus? Uh, you know, uh, what's your dressing room situation like? And so I, I ask them questions. I get it back. And then it's just, you know, sending them out a package that they can look at and say, okay, today, uh, like at this venue, this is what's coming in. Yeah. So that that process gets started. Like I usually start advancing like a month from the first show and I kind of, I don't advance like all my shows at once. I kind of do like the first week and then get that out and then we get on tour and then I start rolling the rest of the shows out because, you know, things change. You get into rehearsal, you're yes. like, oh, like this is not the way, this is not the way that we thought it was going to be. So yeah. I usually get it going for the first like week or so. And then, you know, I'm also doing all my like routing of days off. So, and get my hotels in order. So I'm making like an Excel sheet with the cities, how many rooms I need, whether, I have bu- whether we need bus parking, what our day off is doing the routing for drive times, et cetera. So I'm doing all that, getting my accounting started cause we're spending money by this point. So I, you know, I'm building my spreadsheets out for that. Um, because every day, you know, I'm, I have a spreadsheet that has all the money coming in and all the money coming out, whether it's on cash or credit or whatever reimbursements. So I have this whole spreadsheet. I I have taken from somebody somewhere, (laughs) Uh, make sure all those cells are accurate and stuff. So that's another thing. Like as a tour manager, you need to have some Excel uh, knowledge knowledge. Um, And then just, you know, doing the little things of every day, like, or like the things that, are so small that no one would ever think of like ordering laminates or getting a laminate design done to order laminates and stickies and, you know, ordering and office supplies for myself and the band or, Hey, we're 
have this production element that needs this every day. Okay, I need to order a bunch of that. So it's like really preparing for when we get to rehearsal, we have pretty much everything we need so that when the bus or trucks or whatever come, it like goes on there and then like we can worry, like we don't have to worry about that we forgot A or B or C or whatever. So that's kind of like preparing up to a tour and then, you know, on tour it's, it's just, smooth but like doing like a overseas tour where it's like flights and visas and all that kind of stuff yes that's start that starts like months in advance so you know when i went to asia end of july i started planning that tour in april with with in with promoters and stuff of like okay these are the visas you need you need this much time to get your passport away to whoever to get it back so like you know i i i joke with the band about like those seven shows were so much harder than like twenty seven we did in North America, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, so it's like it depends on the tour. Like, it starts at different times. Like, I mean, also if you work with one band consistently, like you're always, you know, I'm planning the tour for February, but I'm also thinking of the tour. Like, and as we get into January, then I'm starting to think about the tour in June already. Yeah, of yeah like yeah. getting ahead of ahead of it and you know i'm doing that on tour constantly too like i'm working on other things coming up yeah. because once you're on tour yeah you're taking care of stuff every day on that show but there is a lot of like downtime to start you know sitting in my office or production office or whatever so i'm like working on the next thing to make yeah. sure that it's getting where it needs to be and things are in order for that too yeah. so do you have a do you have an app that you use like an asana or a monday or stuff like no. that to, no no I should I should yeah, yeah. Be, I, I use like calendar like my yeah, calendar yeah. Sure, on yeah. like my computer a lot for that kind of stuff and I use master tour actually a lot too so like yep. I'll put in like the dates in the master tour and I'll write in the notes notes section of like what I need done for that or there's a task section that I yes. use that I can like go in and like if I'm before like when I'm starting a tour it's like okay the advance the bus parking that whatever needs to yep. get sorted for this so I'll use that but most of it is honestly just messy notes that I leave around my house. Yeah, and sure. My fiance is like, clean these up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but it's just like paper everywhere with like you writing you cannot read other than <laughs> myself. So it does. You mentioned um, rehearsals. How how does one's process or how does a tour process change from the beginning of a rehearsal to the end of a rehearsal? Like what what can change, and what. How has that process been for you? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, like, I I really push production rehearsals for, like, pretty much every tour I do now. Yeah. Uh, depending on the scale, of course. But, like, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. carrying production, there you, I really push for that because it's so important. Like, I, I think just, especially when you bring in more, like, set-type piece stuff yeah, of, yeah, yeah. like, how is this going to pack up? by a different like being led by the same person every day but by a different person every day who might not have experience with this kind of thing you know so you have to make it so it can go up and go down fast but also not get broken in travel or getting put up or down and just so like those are the kind of things where you're like you really have to pay attention to of like how are we doing the, or like a moment like for on the Valley tour, for instance, like we, we had that curtain pull moment, yes. moment that Rob did. And so like, we, you know, in rehearsal, like there's lots of factors that went into like, how are we going to do this without breaking this thing or like making it so it's easy to put up every day and not tear or like, you know, so 
that took, you know, if we didn't have production rehearsals, we, like, yeah, we yeah, would have got no in way. day one, we would have been like, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. like, those are the, the, like, things that you really need the time to work through. And, like, things change all the time. Like, we changed the stage setup from the way that I advanced it the first week of the tour because yeah. we got into rehearsal. We're like, oh, this doesn't work the way that we thought it would on paper. So let's rethink it now and we'll drop a new stage plot or whatever we need to do to get out to promoters and stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's, it, little things constantly change, whether it's like how we're running wireless back to the, you know, we took it out of their rack that they own and put it in a new rack. So how are we going to run it into, like, it's constantly just like, how would, do we do this the most efficiently and that will work the best? So it's, yeah. yeah, it's a lot, like a lot of things change, but that's why you need that time. You need prep time for consoles and stuff. You need in the shop and then you need to get it to rehearsal and then things will still change. So <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm looking at my uh, my question sheet here, and uh, we're answering a lot just by okay, chatting. Cool. Just, just by chatting. Um, collaboration with artists. How closely do you work with artists during a tour? Um, and what's the collaborative process like? Just touching on uh, again rehearsals, because from my experience, there's like creative ways of doing stuff. But if it doesn't work logistically, yeah. it can't happen. Yeah, it's and always you, a hard conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you mentioned the curtain specifically yeah. for those who saw the tour. Um, Rob uh, from Valley sort of pulls a curtain down, uh, sort of n- I don't know near the middle of the. Of it was the like show. the start. Of, it was like third song. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. To, and we had this like arch that had like mirrors on it and a yeah. bunch of lights and stuff. So it was like a reveal of a of a, like another structure kind of thing. Yeah. So. Uh, so again, the, the things like that, sort of creative ideas yeah. um, that go into a tour or just go into a, a, an artist's process that sometimes it just can't can't work on tour. Um, do you have any other examples of that? Um, and w- how do you approach sort of those things the, the, between not necessarily art and business that we were talking to at the beginning of the episode, but art and logistics rather? Yeah, it's sometimes a hard conversation to have because like it's like artists want to do things like, sometimes do things that are like are a really cool idea but it's like yeah you have to like i said you have to remember that like this goes up and down every day so it's like it has to work up and down every day and it's like so that that's the hard conversation but i think that like compromise is a good word to use because you you usually ideas can come from like a spot of like oh that'd be really cool and then like you know somebody like me has to be like yeah that is a really great idea but like we need to think of how it can work in a way that will work for the, like to be on the road and, and work well. It's like, it, it, it can't be one of those things that works half the time. It's good. Yes, it's a part of the yeah. show. It has to work as part of the show. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's finding a compromise of balance of like, okay, if we did it this way, that could work. Like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. It's just like, you know, bouncing ideas off to, or, or changing the idea slightly to be able to work, so it, um, it, it, it will work. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, but it's, it is sometimes a hard conversation. Now. I don't have too many examples of that, but, no, no, yeah. but like, it's just a lot of compromise and talking ideas out further from with somebody who has the production experience of like putting shows in rooms, but yeah. also having someone with the, a great idea who like might not like sometimes the people like me, I'm not always like a great idea guy, but I will take your great idea and make it so it can hopefully work in 
the way we're trying to make it work. And night after night. And night after yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Who are you having those conversations with? Is it um, the artists themselves or is it sometimes production designer? Yeah, um, it's, yeah, both. I mean, yeah. like, both, but all, like, I've been in a position where pretty much all the bands I work for, like, want to be creatively involved to yeah, some yeah. degree. Totally, so, totally. Um, yeah, like, I, we've, then zoom calls with production designers and, or, you know, meetings or whatever, or phone calls. And like it, uh, like that, that, but like most of the time it's the artists themselves with me. Cause like, I'm not working with, you know, like giant, giant acts where it's like all coming from like, yeah, a yeah. Produ- it's like a production manager and a designer working on it together. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, a, the guy who's mixing the show is also on the zoom call with yeah. the LD <laughs> and the band kind of totally, thing. So totally. it's, I'm not, yeah, but it's a lot from the band for sure. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not yet. Um, technology and touring. Um, how has technology changed the way that tours are managed now? Are there specific tools or apps that you find particularly useful? I, I mean, we already touched on yeah. this with Master Tour. Um, check out Day Sheets if you haven't checked out Day Sheets. Yeah. Um, are there other other things? Not necessarily maybe from a TM perspective, but um, just tools that are are sort of changing your life yeah um i can't really think of many like I, obviously in the merch world like at venue has changed the game yeah, sure, quite a bit sure. like yeah, yeah. that that's made things really easy like i don't have to, you know i don't have to like chase a merch person for settlements or something it's like it yeah. comes directly to me so i can pass that on to management etc cetera, etc cetera. uh so like that's a tool of it like i think there's just lots of I, I hope to see more that can help, but like it's sort of like Google Maps. <laughs> you know, I use a lot of Google Maps for Google like Maps. for like drive times and yeah. stuff, uh, and like even you know like if I don't get the necessary like documents from the venue of like parking and stuff, it's like I can go to Street View and just like screenshot it and drop it in a master tour so my driver knows like park between this yellow marker and this red marker. Yeah, you know, sure. like or sure. this is a parking lot from the aerial view of master tour like yeah. here like here so i don't know just stuff like that that, I, that but there's nothing tech like that i can think of other than like master tour day sheets or something like that and then like just using google maps or excel or something like a program that already exists to your advantage. yeah <laughs> uh, are there other things that you bring on the road with you that you deem essential oh printer for sure printer yeah fantastic yeah i, yeah. I actually have two printers on this tour with yeah. me one for like set lists and day sheets and yeah all kinds of things and then i have like my little printer which i'm now using for my stickies yeah so i have two printers on the go on this current tour that i'm on fantastic. uh pr- like uh just a ton of sharpies i have like yeah. a bag of sharpies uh with me all times that i'm constantly refilling it um just like all for tour management it's all the like office supplies that you like yeah. that you would need in an office like stapler and like all that stuff um the tour i'm on right now i have like a wi-fi router so i can hardline in from the venue so i'm on the same wi-fi every day it's a closed network so i have that um i don't know just radios radios are great yes. to have to yeah. communicate you know everyone has a cell phone yes but asking for matt over a radio is much yes. easier than pulling your phone out and texting him and then he might not even check his phone so yes that's right radios are great apple watch i only wear on tour 
I don't, I don't wear it at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got it strictly so I could see who is texting me, whether it's my hockey group chat or someone on the tour. It's <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. to know if yeah. it's a, an immediate reply or not. <laughs> yeah. Very Alex tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Alex. <laughs> Shout out Alex. <laughs> uh, the Apple guru. Yeah. Um, um, here's a, here's a, uh, a question for you. And, um, I mean, it's very important to me, and I think it's very important to you, especially being a newly fianced. Yes. Um, congrats, by the Thank way. Thank you. Um, we were recently at the same show um, for the No Concho. Yes. When they were in. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, let me ask you specifically about this. How do you many maintain a um, a work life balance on the road, especially with the, yeah. with with your fiance? Yeah. No, I mean, she's great. Like, she's incredible. Like when we started. When I, we started dating and I was touring, of course it's hard. Like, it, yeah. you, you meet someone who's lives half of their life on some in a new city every day. That it's going to present challenges. But I mean, she's been great, and she lo- like she knows it's what I've wanted to do like my entire life. So yeah. like, and she comes from like music too. Like she works on radio, so and that's how we met. So we met at a show. We, you know, we've been to so many shows together. Yeah, She's yeah, come yeah. on tour before. And, like, that was one of the things. That, like, she came on tour and was like, oh, my God, this is hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sleeping on a moving vehicle is extremely difficult. Yeah. And you guys don't get a lot of sleep. How do you do it? So, I, you know, just her having that experience was great because she realized, like, Oh, this is this is some tough stuff that you guys do. So, yep. Uh, but no, it's great. Like I like, but the the part I have with her and friends, it's like you miss out on a lot. You know, she goes to a lot of like friends Christmas parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone else's partners there, but I'm somewhere. Totally. So like, the, and like even missing out on friends stuff. Like a lot of my friends get together through the summer. If it's on a weekend where I have a festival, it's like. Well, this is you know I have to go work somewhere, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's the hard part of it for me still. But like, I think everyone in my life who knows me well is like, this is all he's ever wanted to do. Yeah, so yeah. they get it. Like they, yeah. they, they're great. Everyone's great about it, and that's great. And like, you know, it comes with its benefits for them too. I get them to some cool shows. I get to have a good <laughs> night out with their friends. Actually, like this tour has been great because like it's across Canada, and a lot of my friends from elementary school high school college yeah. live all over canada now so it's been great to like see them and you know they don't get to see a lot of their friends you know every now and again like one of my best friends lives in vancouver i see him more than like a lot of our other friends because yes. i'm in vancouver all the time yes yeah, yeah so yeah. it comes with its things too where like or you know i have a friend in who lives in the uk and i see him if i go over there so it's like it's good in that way too where like you get to connect and reconnect with old friends that you might not get to see that often if you didn't travel to where they live. So totally it has its benefits too. Do you have any tips for, um, or just like practices that you do with your fiance or, or just family members that, yeah. that are just like, that just have helped and, or, or that you've developed like throughout the years of, of doing it. Like for myself, I know even just two years ago, I'm better now at like just connecting than like, I'm still horrible. Okay. I'm still <laughs> yeah. horrible. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not a big like text guy unless it's like short. Like I'm not a big like, right. Like, tech, like constantly texting. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, but I don't know. It's all, it's like all about the little things of like sending funny photos or sending like 
we have a dog, so like sending back dog photos, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. stuff like that, the little things that like keep us communicating at least. Yeah. It's like it might not be like an hour long phone call, but like it might be like five minutes here or there, just yeah, to say, hey, totally. how was your day kind of thing. But and friends, it's like, you know, I think one, I'm a, as everybody knows, I'm a massive sports fan. So, like, with friends, like my brother is also a big sports fan. So, like, and a lot of my friends are. So, a lot of conversations that I have on tour revolve around yes, sports. Yeah, so, yeah. it's like, that's, especially when like playoffs roll around. It's, yeah. you know, it's, so that, that's kind of where I keep my like life balance at home. It's like, talk about the game and like yeah. my rule on a day off is if there's like a Leafs game I'm watching it on a day yeah. off I don't care if we're all out to dinner I'm watching it on my phone I'm sorry that's I spend all my time with all of you I'm sorry <laughs> if that's disrespectful but this is my one rule I have yeah I remember seeing pictures of you guys uh, in the spring yeah um, on lawn chairs yeah, outside, yeah. Uh, out in Florida yeah, um, yeah watching watching the games yeah and there's a video of me going absolute ballistic <laughs> on the bus yeah. which is I still watch that every now and again yeah. just to feel <laughs> The feel pride. something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. but no, they, like, that was a lot of fun, because, like, you know, I'm, everybody know like, that's one thing, music, two, the Leafs, like, that's, like, yeah. Yeah, ask two things about me, people say, oh, he tours a lot, and music, or, yeah. and then the Leafs. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way about the Habs, yeah. so, uh, everybody. If you keep watching, there <laughs> might be some <laughs> dust up here. A <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, couple things here, um, what are some, some of the behind-the-scenes aspects of touring that fans might not be aware of? Not even fans, I, but just, like, people I listening. I have the best answer for this. It's backstage. Backstage is not nearly as cool as anyone thinks it is. Have you ever <laughs> seen 12 people who spend all their time together on their phones all at the same time? That is what backstage is. And especially even, like, arenas. Like, you go back, you like, backstage at an arena show, and it's, like, you're walking by a Zamboni and, a, and like, a million chairs just like stacked up there. <laughs> it's like you walk into a dressing room with like pipe and drape across it and like a couch and like a case of beer. It's like, this is, this is backstage. It's <laughs> yeah. not what you think. Nothing crazy yeah. happens back here. Just a bunch of people sit down on their phones or eat like a veggie tray that was bought from the grocery store that stinks. Like it's not <laughs> glamorous or sleeping on a, like, or on a bus, like a tour bus. Another perfect example. Like I, when I was a kid, I definitely got it. Like, Oh man, a tour bus. That's so cool. Yeah, so yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah. But now that I've been living on one most of this year, I'm like, get me off of this stinky, like small, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's yeah, like, yeah, I no. get, I totally get like, the allure of it but i'm like it's just so funny how you have friends that are like oh this is so cool i'm like this is a hockey dressing room yeah even for the jonas brothers stuff yeah. like we were with the beaches we were put in the ref yeah. dressing room yeah. and i i like like <laughs> having not done it like an nhl arena before i was like oh my god i can't wait just like, just like, even right outside the, the the door, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see what's in the referee dressing room." And I open it, and it's literally it's the like same a, fucking a thing. couple chairs. Like, yeah, literally the same exact thing as yeah. any other dressing room. Uh, there was a TV in there. I think that was the highlight. Yeah, uh, and we didn't even turn it on. So there you go. <laughs> um, career highlight for you? Can you share a couple things that just you know? When I say career yeah. highlight. Oh, I, do you do you have a couple? Yeah, definitely. I th I one of one of them, 
well, I guess it's two, is like both times that I got to work with Glorious Sons opening for Rolling Stones. Yeah. That sure. was pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, it was pretty nuts. Um, the first one we did was in Canada, or they, they did one before that. They've, they've done it three times, but I only did two of the three. And the first time we did it was in Canada at or in Ormadonte where they do boots and hearts and stuff and beaches were on that. Yep. And it was like, I was walking backstage to like grab something from stage. Right. I was doing monitors at the time. So I was walking across the stage and some like giant security guards like, Hey man, can you just hang here for a sec? And Mick Jagger like walked right by me and I was like, Whoa. And so like <laughs> that, that was, that was pretty nuts. Yeah. Just like to like, you know, again, going back to like when I was a kid, to say I worked for a band who like opened for the Rolling Stones and then I've done it twice. It's like never thought that would happen. Yeah. Um, the w- eight, where was the second time? Sorry. The second time uh, it was in LA at uh, SoFi Stadium. It was like, I think it was fall tw- 2022, one. I, whenever shows yeah. like came back, it was like right around that time. Wild. Yeah. Rolling Stones opening for the Rolling Stones in, in at L- SoFi? Yeah, in LA. It was crazy. We <laughs> flew in like two or three days early. Wow. Uh, we like rented out a rehearsal space. Yeah, did some rehearsal to make it as like great as we could. Yeah. And, and it was another one where you're just like, "Oh, this is this is nuts." So and like just like being on a production that big, is, yeah, like and like that legendary is just like crazy. Just Fantastic. how many people work for the band and like seeing you know the little things that go into a show that size that you'd never expect. Yes, yeah. you know so. That that was cool. Um, around the same time, we did this run with the Suns, where it was like we were we were doing festivals in Canada and yeah. touring in the states. So we had like the craziest schedule. It was just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, so that was pretty crazy. And then the other one I'm really proud of is this year going to Asia, yeah, uh, and Australia with Valley. Like we went to Korea last year, and that was for a festival, and that was a great time. But like. As a tour manager, it was, like, the most, like, I had worked on, like, a tour, on, like, such a short tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was, like, and it was just crazy, like, going, and, like, so happy for the band, like, see, going to these places, like, on the other side of the world. Yeah. And playing, like, some of the biggest shows I've ever played, you know? It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. It was wild. So, like, doing that was really exciting, and I think all of us were, like, it was such a funny emotion of, like, the eight of us on that tour that were, like, all so equally exhausted, but so equally stoked that yeah, just yeah, like yeah. being in a new country every day and like and like we talk. I I know I've talked about this with them, but like I have like the local. I still don't lose the local band kid in me where I'm like, wow, this is a big room. Like I, I hope people show up. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like having that feeling on the other side of the world is like, and then so many people show up and it's, it's, it's so wild. yeah it's it's one of those things that you're just like wow this is crazy yeah. what like what a life for me it's like and just being friends with them too yeah. it's like it's like it's wild even just seeing like people at the airport for them yeah yeah like the, so like, so crazy people did that in like 64 the beatles came yeah. to, to, to america yeah um it's wild to see it now yeah for friends yeah totally and 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 friends filling up rooms in uh, in asia yeah it's cool very wild. Um, going now to more of a future thing, and without breaking any uh, NDAs or anything <laughs> like that, um, are there some things that you're looking forward to personally um, in the next like year or so? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some touring opportunities that uh, are 
going to work out and are hopefully going to work out. And like, it's looking like it's going to be another busy year. I'm excited to take some time off though. This year has been pretty crazy from pretty much April until two weeks from now. I've been on pretty much tour. So I'm excited to be home and spend some time at home and, you know, with fiance and yes. dog and maybe do some wedding planning yeah, finally. Yeah. Uh, yeah i mean yeah. i got engaged and then said see ya i'm yeah. going on tour for f- four months or whatever it's been so i'm excited to do that and i'm just excited to like you know go to ho- like a hockey game with some friends yeah and you know play some video games and do some like me time stuff and totally. hang out but and like visit family and friends over christmas and stuff mm. like that so i'm looking forward to that uh and then you know, it's looking like it's going to be another busy year of touring. Yeah, uh, starting in the spring and and like going again pretty late. I hope so. And yeah, I, like I had a couple opportunities come up that didn't work out that were really exciting. But hey, that's the business, and you know, it'll it'll come around again hopefully. Yeah. yeah totally. So you know, th- those are. But yeah, just as of right now, I'm I'm like really looking to keep like to finish the tour that I'm currently on yeah, uh, yeah. strong, <laughs> yeah. uh, and um. You know, we got another week and a half left, and or a little more, and then doing New Year's in Kingston, their hometown. Yeah, the Glory Suns. So saw that uh, Kingston New Year's hometown show. So that should be a fun time, and then a couple shows to start the next year, and then uh, yeah, just gonna keep Fantastic. it pretty chill though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think. Do you have a day for the wedding? No, no day yet. yet. We gotta, we gotta. It's great. We gotta it's talk fine. about it first. You're gonna put it in master <laughs> tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. What's uh what's the dream for you? Oh man. The dream is to just keep doing this as long as I'm working with people I love and yep. and doing it the like the way I dreamed of it whether it's like whether it's doing arenas or doing clubs like it, it doesn't matter to me as long as I feel like I'm always working towards something. I yeah. feel like I'm always like it's always like paying off. It feels like I'm working with good people. I'm you know, these shows are matter and I'm, you know, making good money, you yeah. know? So it's yeah. like, as long as I can check some of those boxes off, I'm going to keep rolling. And like, you know, I don't know if there's ever always a world where I'm going to be on the road, but when that time comes, I'll figure it out. I mean, there's, you know, I have interest in management. Eventually I have interest in, you know, production from some perspective, like doing something, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to leave music. I don't think I'm, you're my hole too deep <laughs> yeah. so yeah <laughs> i like um you know doing something with with just doing that with people i i love to work with love to hang with yeah you know and just keep doing it and doing it as best as i possibly can and as and making sure that everyone around me is also doing that yeah. so that's that's the goal fantastic um if you had to restart your journey with the knowledge that you have now um would you do anything differently? I don't think so. No. Pro- I mean, yes, I would. Of course <laughs> I would. Like those early touring days, I would have made far less mistakes, but that's part of it though. Like, I don't think you can, if I wouldn't have made those mistakes, I wouldn't have got better at doing it. So there you I, go, you yeah. know, like, I don't think so. I think it's worked out exactly like, you know, I, I doing this, starting this tour, I was like, it was like interesting. Cause I had never just, I've ne- never only tour managed but like that's what I wanted to do as a kid. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sound just came, and I, I was like, "Oh, I'm actually okay at this. All right, sweet. I'll yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah. it because that also leaves me." And then I started enjoying it more as I got to do it, and I started 
not enjoying tour managers more. So I stepped into more audio focused stuff. But now that I'm back to tour managing a lot, like I like looked at the arena on the first day of the show and was like, wow, I'm tour managing like an arena tour. This is what I wanted to do for since I was like a teenager. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, just remembering that and being like, okay, cool. Like this is, this is going as planned. No need to regret anything. Look back on anything. This is going as planned. So Fantastic. yeah. And we're back, everybody. It's the 47th episode of the Club Sheet Podcast. We're, we're doing the Dream Fest game with Brendan Kennedy. Uh, for those who don't know what the game is, it's um, basically getting a chance to look at uh, the Dream Fest festival lineup uh, of one night only. Uh, but it's it, it's basically programmed by uh, our guest here today, uh, BK, Brendan Kennedy. Um, so I asked them about uh, headliner, second headliner, and opener of the evening. Now, where this would happen, anywhere in the world, when, as in a time of year, the attendance, so how many people could attend this magic evening, and uh, what their role would be in this. Uh, and um, specifically for Brendan and I, I included, if there was one food or drink on the menu that would represent you, what would that be uh, that would be a special for the evening of the festival? So please take it away. Is there, was there one that you'd want to start with? Um, okay, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I've been thinking of it. About this since you mentioned it so i was like yeah. okay i really have to think about this hard because i don't want to sh- throw shade at anyone and i don't want any bands to be like why'd you pick them instead of us so <laughs> uh okay so i'm gonna make this easy because you said dead or alive is okay yeah yeah. so yeah. headliner is the beatles because Fantastic. my dad is like huge beatles fan and like that's i like that's like my earliest like remember watching like help like the sure, movie yeah. help yeah, yeah so yeah. like like a music memory. So they, they'll headline. I think everyone Fantastic. would be pretty happy with yes. that. Yes. Um, the s- direct support would be a band called The Main, who uh, I've known for years. Uh, they've, you know, I started, I remember handing them like a demo CD of my band at Warp Tour 2008. And, the, and <laughs> like now I'm lucky enough to call them friends. Like they were in Toronto last night. That's why I'm in Toronto. <laughs> I went yeah. to their show last night and, you know, over the years, just going to shows and like they played venues I worked at in Toronto. So I've just been lucky to become pals with them and yeah. see them anytime they come in Canada or close to where I live. So they'd be direct support because I've just been a fan for so long and I really respect how they've built their career with being, you know, on a label, on a major label and then been independent since and have had a long, like really great career. Yeah. Um, great. And then opening, I would put Valley just because that'd be fun, and I <laughs> and I would mix them. Okay, perfect. And, and I'd TM them too, but I would mix them because then I'd be first of three. My night would be over. Yes, yeah, you so get the backstage pass. Get, yeah, access. that way I you know get catering, so yes. I don't have to worry about eating something. Fantastic. And the, this festival will be in, in London, Ontario, because then I could sleep in my own bed that night. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it would be because I live in London. So, yeah. yeah, that that's where it would be. Um, what was the other thing that the so food or drink? When 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 would, when would oh, it be? it'd have to be in the summer yeah. festival season. Okay, yeah, it'd be a it'd be a nice festival. Um, do you have a favorite month of the of of the of the summer? Yeah, let's maybe do it like August long weekend. Perfect, sounds good. It sounds great. Yeah, uh, how many people could attend? Well, it's a Beatles, so it's gonna have to be big. <laughs> yeah, well, they're coming back. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess thousands. Let's let's make some money off some tickets. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, if there was one food or drink on the menu that would that that 
that if you could have anything that would represent you, what would that be for that night? Oh my God. Everyone's going to laugh at this, but I'm going to chicken fingers because I've been known <laughs> as the like chicken finger guy for my entire life. Like yeah. from being a kid to like now everyone is just like <laughs> loves like now it's like wings. But like when I was a kid, every time I went out for dinner, it was like chicken fingers, like even into like my teen years. So yeah. it's like, and even now we'll go out for dinner sometimes yeah. on tour and I'll order chicken tenders or yeah. whatever. So that would probably be it. And then maybe like f- for like beer, like Miller Lite. I'm yeah. a big, <laughs> big Miller like guy. guy. Yeah, so we'll do that. Are yeah. there specific chicken tenders that you're like, these are like the best? Oh, yeah, there's this place in Winnipeg that makes unbelievable. I forget what it's called. I'm spacing so hard right now. But, yeah, there's this place in Winnipeg that makes unbelievable chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah. I got a Fantastic. friend from there showed me. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like just like I go for wings all the time. So yeah. I'm, I'm down for that, like a pub with good wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well that's how we that's how we conclude Sweet. the app, man. Thank you good. so much for I'll coming you, on. I'll get you on guest list for that for <laughs> sure. the Beatles show sure, in London. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks for coming on. Thanks for for, for the hang. Yeah, as you said, the and, industry and, lunch. The industry lunch. Yeah, I'm 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 getting hungry, so we'll have to eat after this. But um, yeah, it was so great to sort of get to know you more. Yeah, we man. we honestly haven't talked that much. Yeah, just so. seen each other through the valley camp and yeah. now the beaches camp yeah and exactly yeah and we have that show this summer which will be sweet so yeah yeah that's right that's time. right I'm, yeah. I'm super stoked for that uh budweiser for the beaches valley um dizzy dizzy yeah and um new west. one more new yeah. west yeah yeah, yeah. uh art <laughs> thank you for for, for that for, for that tming uh, the situation th- exactly, as they call exactly. It. Yeah. um again people so get your tickets for that uh, budweiser stage um for, we'll for that hanging. great show um, yeah, and yes, uh, more hangs to come. For sure. um, thanks for the people who are listening as well. Um, and again, 47th episode. I can't believe we're already here. Uh, coming up on a year. I think we're going to plan something around that, um, but I'm not too, too sure yet. It's going to be after the holidays. Uh, so thank you for, for sticking around, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>